welcome to the Cary Church Podcast. For more information regarding Cary Church, visit www.cary.asn.au. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Well, good morning. Happy Easter to you. What a wonderful day to be together. So good to see you. My name's Peter Scott. I serve as a senior pastor here, and I'm very excited about Easter and the fact that Jesus has risen. Now, it's a long weekend. Uh, we're, uh, we're all in the midst of a long weekend. Kids, you're in the midst of holidays as well. And uh, I guess it's a long weekend because we get Friday off and we get Monday off. And some people, I understand, even get Tuesday off. So it's kind of a really long weekend. And one of the reasons for that, of course, is that Easter's a, a kind of a three-day deal. It's, it's not just one day. It's actually Friday and Sunday and there's a Saturday in the middle. And it's, it's, it's a three-day deal. You can't separate them out. And so I thought as we started this morning, and this morning is a great celebration, but I wanted to just quickly recap, because the celebration doesn't mean as much unless we remember what happened on Friday. And Friday is the day that we remember Jesus' death. Now, some of you might have been here or in other churches, or you might have been reading a Bible, and you'd know that Friday's the day that Jesus died. And he had invited people to follow him before that. Before he died, he'd said to a bunch of people, hey, follow me. And those people had followed him and they'd seen amazing miracles. They'd seen him heal people from disease. He'd opened blind people's eyes. He talked about this thing called the kingdom of heaven. And he'd also warned them, you know, following me could be tough because it, it might be painful. It might not be popular. Sometimes there might be doubt and It's always going to be selfless. You follow me because actually we're going to serve others. And after all of that invitation, by Friday night, Jesus was dead. We rarely talk about Easter Saturday. In fact, if I say Easter Saturday, if I say those words to you, I wonder what it conjures up. For me, as I thought about it, I thought, Easter Saturday, well, that's, I wonder who's playing in the footy, and, and it's barbecues, and, it, and it's parties, and it's kind of fun stuff, and perhaps Easter Saturday is a little bit about chocolate pre-drawl. 
Do you know what that is? I'm not sure if I coined this word or not, but, you know, it's the opposite of withdrawal. So it's kind of that day where you know a lot of chocolate's coming. So you're sort of maybe fasting, you're sort of maybe drooling. It's like pre-drawl before the chocolate comes. But I also want to suggest that Easter Saturday, particularly for those people who are following Jesus, was, was a strange day, a day of pain and, and disillusionment and confusion. Now, adults, I'm sure that you know what that feels like. You will have gone through times of, of, of pain and, and disillusionment, confusion. Perhaps, kids, you know as well, a time that's, that's difficult. And I think that's what Jesus' followers were feeling on Easter Sunday. And the question in times like that is, will those times draw you closer to God or do you move away from God in those times? Do they drive you away? Because when Jesus said, follow me, he said, follow me into a better way. And on Easter Saturday, the question has to be, well, is it a better way? For his followers, Jesus was dead. Questions were unresolved. There's confusion. There's doubt. And, and they must have been saying, Jesus said all this stuff, but was it true? Jesus said all these things. He made these promises, but was there any truth to it? He said it's a better way. Was it really? Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm in times of pain and, and, and frustration, maybe loneliness, disillusionment, sometimes I like a distraction. I like to read a book or maybe watch a TV program or see a movie. And I thought this morning we might distract ourselves a little bit like maybe the followers did on Easter Saturday. And thinking of books and movies and thinking of lots of kids here, I thought, why don't we do this? Sometimes they're really memorable parts of books and movies, aren't they? They're memorable quotes. So I thought, I'm going to pop a quote up on the slide and I want to see if you can tell me who the original character was who said this. Are you with me? So we're going to have a quote. Kids, you can help me. I've got a couple especially for you. I want you to help me. Can you tell me who said this first? Can we have our first quote? No, we can't, but we will any moment. Everything is awesome. Anyone know? You can just yell it out. Emmett, very good, from the Lego movie, right? Okay, now half of you adults didn't know that. That's just fine. Everything is awesome. That was Emmett in the Lego movie. Here's one for kids and a few others. Who, and remember, the question is, who was the original character who said, may the force be with you? Luke, Skywalker, Darth Vader, anyone for Yoda? Now, all of you Star Wars people are really interested in this. All of you not Star Wars people are going, what is he talking about? Well, here we go. You may not know this. The first person to say that, apparently. Now, this is in the movie New Hope. That was the first one released. I think it's number four, the first one released. Was a guy called General Dodona. And he said it to Luke Skywalker. So there you go. Star Wars fans, you can go and have a look at that. All right, adults. One for you. And I reckon you'll get this after about two words. But how about this? Who was the original person who said, Mama always said, life is like a box of chocolate. I didn't even have to get through the whole quote. And there's a whole bunch of Forrest Gumpians out there. That's right, indeed. It was Forrest Gump. All right, last one. Probably more for the adults. But, uh, but you can all have a go at this. What's the quote? The quote is, I'll be back. Who was the first person to say that? Arnie, I'm hearing lots of Arnies. 
but I might have heard somebody who actually got it right. It's not Arnie. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And I can prove it to you. Look, let's go to get, we've got a quote here from, or a, in John chapter 16, verse 1. On Thursday night, Jesus predicted his death. He said, in a day or so, you're not going to see me. But then in another day, you will see me. That's Aramaic for I'll be back. And not in that accent, thank you. No. Now, he also went on to say in verse 22, and this is John chapter 16, he said that once he returned, all the questions, the questions of Saturday would be answered. And he said, when I see you again, you'll be full of joy. It will be a joy no one can rob from you. You will no longer be so full of questions. Wow. So those were his promises. He said that on Thursday night. Now let's come to Sunday morning. And on Sunday morning, two Marys, two ladies come to the tomb and they're still in this fog of confusion and disillusionment. There's sadness and there's questions. And they are wondering, you know, he said, I'll be back. But we've seen him die. He said, follow me. Was it really a better way? And in those first few hours of Sunday morning, they discover the answer is unequivocally yes. That the way of following Jesus is better. They see that it's the way of kept promises. So they meet an angel. And as we've just heard in the reading before I came on, the angel says to them, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. The angel says Jesus is risen. Wow, how incredible. Now, if you want to convince somebody that everything you said was going to come true, if you want to convince them that the promises you made were going to come true, rising from the dead is a pretty compelling piece of evidence to say, what I said, I'm going to do. The earthquake, we read about that, the earthquake that the Marys felt that morning, it reverberated around the earth, it reverberates to this day, because Jesus rising from the dead was the single most significant event in all of history. And Easter Sunday is a day of such great joy because we see a God who is all-powerful, a God who can conquer death, and a God who keeps his promises, and a God who loves you and loves me come together as Jesus rose on Sunday. So I hope that in this auditorium, you've all heard this story. You all know what happened when Jesus rose. And I know that many of you will say, and I am a follower of Jesus because I, I believe it's a better way. And I believe what he promised. But perhaps for you this morning, it is a true story. And you think, yeah, okay, look, I believe Jesus might have risen, but I, I, I just, I'm, I'm not following him yet. Maybe it hasn't impacted you quite that deeply yet. And here's the thing, I think Jesus knows that. I'm sure Jesus knows that because the interesting thing about the, the events of Sunday are that the, the two Marys see an angel and they see a tomb that's open. At that point, the story is pretty compelling. They think, I think Jesus is risen. That's amazing. But what they've got, circumstantial evidence. They've got this, this great story that, yes, Jesus has risen. And the passage tells us that they were on their way to tell the disciples. But Jesus does something else. 
In verse 9, we find out that Jesus' way is a very personal way because suddenly Jesus met them. And the incredible thing about Easter is that it's so personal. This new and resurrected life Jesus invites us to, when he says, follow me, it's not just about head knowledge. It ultimately is started when we have a personal encounter with Jesus because he comes to us and he is there. This better way that Jesus invites us into is deeply personal. And I wondered this morning, we won't do this, but I thought about doing this. Maybe you can try this later on at home. But you talk to somebody and and you say to them like this. I I might say to my wife, for instance, Helen, Jesus says to you, greetings. Do not be afraid. Come follow me. Paul, Jack, Matt, Belinda, insert your name here. Jesus says to you, greetings this morning. Do not be afraid. Come follow me. It's a personal invitation. Now we also see Jesus' way is a way of, a better way of life. In Matthew's gospel, the uh, the words that are used, or that Jesus used, there's not many of them. So he says, greetings. And then he goes on to say to the Marys, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. So a question, well, what are you afraid of? Snakes, spiders. We used to live in Alaska, and they say all the things you need to be afraid of can look you in the eye before they eat you, like bears. Or, or maybe for you it's being lonely. Maybe you're afraid of not being able to make ends meet. I wonder what the Marys were afraid of that morning. Now, they'd seen an angel and had an earthquake. a lot of incredible events going on. I wonder if that was scary. Maybe they were afraid of the fact that they'd been following this Jesus person and and they just didn't know whether his promises were going to come true. Maybe they were afraid of that. Or maybe they were concerned about their safety. We, we don't know why they were afraid, but Jesus' first words were to reassure them. And what we see in that, immediately as Jesus rises, is that when you follow him, you don't need to be afraid of anything, not even death. Jesus has conquered death. So his way is a better way because we don't need to be afraid of anything. And we also see in this brief encounter that his better way is a way of forgiveness. Now, if you think about Thursday night, that's not long ago, is it? Thursday night, he'd had dinner, intimate dinner with his best mates. And at that dinner, they talked and he'd said, you know, it's going to get rocky. And they'd said, we're with you, Jesus. We will never leave. We're right with you. We will always be there. And less than 12 hours later, they'd scattered. One of them called Peter had denied that he even knew Jesus three times. And yet Jesus' words, immediately after reassuring these two ladies, he talks about his brothers. That is not a word that I would use for people who had just deserted me to a death like that. But Jesus says, brothers. Immediately what he's conveying is that he has risen to offer and bring forgiveness. What he brings to us in life is that we don't have to live in guilt or shame. We no longer have to live in that, but we can live in the hope and the love that comes from his forgiveness. I'm reading this book, 
and it's not necessarily a book I recommend. It's called Shantaram, and it's by semi-autographical by, by a convicted criminal called Gregory David Roberts. And he'd been to prison several times. He'd been beaten, had a hard life. But here's a little quote from what he says in his book. Without forgiveness, our species would have annihilated itself in endless retributions. Without that dream, there would be no love. For every act of love is in some way a promise to forgive. We live on because we can love, and we love because we can forgive. Now, the quote itself is not important. Here's what I want to draw out of that. Is that here is a guy, I don't know that he's a Christian. I don't know that he believes in God, but there's a recognition about how powerful forgiveness is, even in the sort of circumstances that he has lived through. You don't have to be a believer in God to realize that the way that Jesus brought forgiveness to each and every one of us is a better way. And that through that forgiveness comes this new life of hope and love. And in following his example, we can offer others hope and love. So I want to sum up this morning. I want to to conclude with a sentence that works best in spoken English. As the sun rose on Easter Sunday, an eternity of hope and love dawned. I'll say it again. As the sun rose on Easter Sunday, an eternity of hope and love dawned. Jesus says, follow me. I offer a better way. It's a way of kept promises. It's a personal journey with me, with Jesus. It's a way free of fear. And it's a new life where forgiveness, hope, and love flow freely. As I close this morning, I want to invite you to pray with me. And I want to invite you to pray a prayer that if you are already a follower of Jesus, you can pray with all your heart. If you're not, this is a prayer of invitation. And I'm going to invite you as well if you think, you know, actually... Maybe this Jesus does offer in a better way. I'm going to invite you to pray this as well. And we're going to pray it out loud together. And we're going to pray it out loud together because there's great power in the spoken word. And I don't want anyone who's thinking, yes, I'd like to pray this, but I'm a bit nervous, feeling like they can't. So I'm going to invite you to stand with me. Stand with me this morning. We're going to pray out loud together. I'm just going to say a sentence. If you would like to pray with me, I would love you to pray that out loud with me. We're going to pray together and then we'll hand over to the band, finish off our worship for this morning. Would you pray with me? Jesus, I believe you died on Easter Friday. And I believe you rose to life on Easter Sunday. Thank you that through that, you offer a better way to live. You offer forgiveness. And you offer a life free from fear. Thank you that you love me. Jesus, I want to follow you. Amen.